Listening to Podcast 118. Hey Arnold Reeducation, where every week two lifelong friends gather oh, that was weird. Li- two lifelong friends gather to re-watch, review, and relive every episode and movie of the classic Nicktoon. Hey Arnold. Things are about to get real hot and cold today. I am one of your hosts, Michael Asuncion, and uh tell the people who you are. And I'm Sean Ellis. MJJZZ Jazz. Dude, I want that so bad as like a text tone or something like <laughs> yeah yeah it's it so memorable way cooler than it needed to be yeah yeah that is good i'm just really stoked to get into this into the into this episode this is another one of my all-time hands-down favorites yeah. it's just perfect package and mm. in terms of developing arnold as a character but also just endearing you more to the wider supporting cast it's just like this episode just it truly is just like this shit is like S tier, hey Arnold. I would say. I know we're only in season yeah. one, but I think it's okay to say that <laughs> already up front. Yeah, no, the iconic episode with iconic sound bites. Mm-hmm. So let's get right into it. Uh, I apologize for if there's any additional lip smacking. I am currently working through a cough drop. So this is uh, today we're going to be covering episode six. Part A is Heat. Originally aired November fourth, nineteen ninety six, almost twenty six years ago. Good lord, we're old. Uh, written by Jonathan Greenberg, a new writer, I think. I don't think I've seen him yet in any of the writing credits, so I think mm-hmm. maybe that's why there's kind of a fresh take for this episode. Uh, directed by Tuck Tucker uh, and Julie Murphy Hashiguchi. Tuck Tuck Tucker is the namesake of that Tucker, who we're gonna get, mm-hmm. who we have not met yet, just so you know. Um, and the plot is simply thus. A heat wave has engulfed the city. Also, Arnold and Gerald try to find ways to escape the heat. Uh, this episode is also my worst nightmare. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say. Like, do you, I mean, you spent the better part of what twelve years in SoCal, eleven yeah, years, yeah. like ten years at least in mm-hmm. LA and then Orange County. So, yeah. yeah how are how are how are you with hot weather? I've never really asked you. <laughs> It's just, it's different because you have air conditioning down there for the most part. Mm-hmm. That's and true. And this episode is uh, very much where air conditioning is not a thing or doesn't work often. And that's exactly what happens where we live now. <laughs> so, oh, that's a good point. That's a very good yeah, point. Mm-hmm. So, okay with heat, but I know how to escape it. We don't really deal with AC in the general SF area. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? No. That dream looked really tasty, though. His uh, climbing the ice cream and whatnot. I always thought that oh, looked yeah. really cool. Kind of it like, was, kind of like Avatar. It the was floating one of the mountains. greater daydreams. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We probably got some strawberries, some pistachio, maybe some vanilla or something. <laughs> and I just always like that. Um, I just always like the juxtap or the way he um, he starts wincing when he bites in, and then it goes right into him. Just like his face is in the in the pillow, and he's already miserable. And mm-hmm. we see our Arnold in his tidy whiteies, which. Helga probably wishes she was stuck in the closet for this night, oh, if at all. <laughs> Ew. Oh my gosh, what is that? Not shampoo, but something. I don't know. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't come up with an ad lib for that, but yeah. So you're saying that Helga would buy used underwear on the internet? She'd probably like. She'd probably, you know, she needs to start fresh with her shrine because Miriam threw it out in the trash Fair. a couple weeks ago. So you gotta start somewhere. Also, can we go into the the screenshot of Arnold and? Tell me what you believe this like dark green item on the top of the bookshelf it looks, above his pillow is. It looks like a like a Godzilla type thing or some kind of kaiju, if I had to guess. Okay. I think he'd probably be Thank you. He'd probably rock with that, you know. Thank oh my god, it's even worse because he has that skylight above him, so he's probably freaking miserable. <laughs> oh, absolutely. With the heat, that's even worse. Yeah. He's got the magnifying glass going yeah. on. Yeah. I Sucks did. to be you, Arnold. It just occurred to me. And again, again, um, sometimes we will slip into our sub-podcast, Hate Arnold, uh, where we talk about <laughs> the reasons why we hate Arnold <laughs> now and again. It just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> I, I'm it start- was too witty to ignore. I'm starting to drink your Kool-Aid a little bit, Sean. Like, I'm, I started to see, I'm starting to see certain things, and we'll, we'll get to that later as we move through this episode, but... 
Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I had I had a not a revelation this episode, but okay. um <laughs> I think it was more in in uh snow than heat. Okay. But we'll talk about it in a bit. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Again, yeah, I think it's cool to see because, you know, weather is something that affects everyone, you know. Mm. Um mm. climate change too. Hello. But I think that was just a nice having this episode and then the next episode just be like, hey, we're looking at these extreme weather conditions. Let's look at what this does to our characters, how all of our characters sort of uniquely respond, but also how the community at large responds. So just like, I always forget that there's a whole ass overpass right above the boarding house. So to see Uh that traffic jam and it's like, we've moved three feet in two hours. And this like road rage guy being like, you for slugging that. Oh, he was pissed. He was super pissed. He was pissed <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. and then that overpass is, mm-hmm. is really great though because we get a lot of gags from it like over the episodes like past and episodes yeah I'm, I'm curious to see People how much shouting from it yeah watching from it i'm curious to see how much more it gets sort of utilized and whatnot mm. and just getting yeah. you get the the dog the dog rufus i think the, the, the rufus was like mm. snarling at harvey yeah it was just too hot but the thing i'm really <laughs> curious about and i think you are too how long do you think Mr. Green willingly locked himself in his freezer for just to escape the oh, heat? He definitely died in there, and we have a new Mr. Green this is, anytime we see it's him. Like, um, it's like Beer Fest <laughs> or uh, City Slickers 2, where it's like, mm. you, I hope, have you seen Beer Fest, dude? Absolutely. Okay, yeah, I was like, yeah. I'd, be, I'd really appreciate it if to honor my brother's memory if you guys could call me Landfill. <laughs> and he's told me so much about you guys, so we won't have to deal with that awkward getting to know you face. <laughs> they struck it perfectly when it comes to recasting a character. They really <laughs> did. That was <laughs> so clever. Mr. Green, Mr. Green, Mr. Voice. Green with an N, Mr. Green with an E. That you know mm, instead, or yeah, or Harold probably rolled through because he loves meat, and he probably yeah busted him out. Because he needed Salvage some fresh cut corpse. prosciutto, or that too, or yeah, or maybe it's like a, or it's like a Swiss Army man or a psycho type situation. Oh my god! Also, if you ever play the quarry, remember that freezers don't open from the inside. Thank you for the spoiler fact tip. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> this is the life. But yeah, this was uh, the smelly garbage was really disgusting too like the flies yeah and they wrote it as a plot point that, too yeah the, the, <laughs> the, the guy, sanitation I, strike right that's true yeah the uh the the, D, the m jazz dj who i think is actually nocturnal ned who who we meet who we meet later um huh. and, and that's actually craig bartlett just doing this like really smooth like jazz yeah. dj radio dj voice He's, he kind of acts as like the greek chorus of <laughs> this episode just setting the stage yeah. and everything and just yeah, just filling in little bits of lore for the heat wave, like the garbage strike, the dissident filmmaker who who remains under house arrest. I'm like, why did we need to hear that? Was there something happening in the '90s that I'm not aware of? Like, I did not follow the red herring. I know, I'm curious. Like, I think the only like dissident filmmaker we have here in the in America is like Michael Moore or something like that. Because I, I looked specifically, I'm like, what is a dissident filmmaker? And it's a, a filmmaker who all of his films have like all of their films have like a specifically political stance or political mm. bent or in opposition to yeah. whatever the cultural majority is where they live and whatnot. So yeah. that was, that was an interesting weird, like one liner situation, you know, the, the music suite that accompanies the entire yes. like montage the mo- of the city. The motif is, is so a, good. Yeah. The... I like then the so first good. you get, you first, I know we get it with different instrumentation too. So first mm-hmm. you have it, it's very Vince Guaraldi soup. The most, yes, the most peanuts Arnold. Hey Arnold has ever sounded up to this point. With just like yeah. the sparse, the sparse piano and like the walking bass line, like really swampy yeah. upright bass carrying the melody, and it's like, yeah, this is like yeah. hot Harlem summer vibes. You know, I loved it absolutely. Such good use of empty space in the song too, mm-hmm. right? Like musicians that can exercise patience like that and mm-hmm. not feel like they need to fill every single thing is extremely impressive. And yeah, talent uh, for sure. Uh, yeah. We start to and then we get to meet a little bit more of the. Uh, boarding house as a result a little more here mm-hmm. get there's always i don't think she ever gets named but she and she's only in this first no. season and she's like she's a woman she's brunette is she austrian 
It it sounds she's Austrian. definitely like Eastern European. Yeah. I think yeah. like the, there was an inflection there. The way she says "air" it sounds like hey, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger to be like Arnold, yeah. a little cold air. Is that too much to ask? Yeah. Like, <laughs> damn it, Gorgon, <laughs> give these people the air. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, not not as much of a distinct personality. Although we get Mm-mm. Oscar Kokoschka officially gets his first line of spoken dialogue. Let's go, dog. Let's- Go, Oscar. <laughs> which, which, yes. which was especially resonated with me as a Filipino American because he goes, "Hey, what is this? A brownout or what?" In the Philippines, that's gener- whenever the power is out, we've always just call it a brownout. It's never blackout. I remember being three years old, power going out, and my nanny, my yaya, was like, "Was like, oh, there's a brownout." And so coming here to the states, only ever hearing the term blackout, that was always that was kind of a weird adjustment vocabulary-wise for me to shift to wild i admittedly had no clue that was even a thing i kind of just like passed it off as like oh oscar like oscar dot, dot, dot. he's he's yeah. a, he's illiterate he doesn't know words <laughs> <laughs> until he does learn <laughs> until he does i like the little tufts of chest hair yeah. uh, like like ernie has brown chest hair because yeah. he's not quite old mm-hmm. but grandpa has the same exact tuft of chest hair but it's gray <laughs> It's just, like so, it's just this little, like, peanut-looking, shaped-looking thing right in the middle of their chest. Copy, paste, and recall it. Absolutely. And I think uh, also, and just in terms of really giving this episode its own visual identity, I really like this the sort of, like, hot, sunny orange they go for. Yes. It really, yeah. You really do, like, feel the heat that you... Yeah. I mean, it also just, like... The character designs, everybody's, like, dressed down or sweating and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really... I don't know who who you think kind of is most visually visually distinct, but I really dig like Gerald's like bent over, sweaty mm-hmm. afro. It's a, it's like not as together. It's definitely a lot more like deflated it's in a certain more sense. Flaccid. Yeah, Fla- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gerald's flaccid afro. That that works. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. It it felt like the day was either perpetual like sunrise for the hottest day of summer, or right. that like Longest lingering day. sunset where you know the evening is going to be just as hot as the day was that's true and it sucks because like yeah. arnold clearly wakes up at like, at like seven o'clock or something or eight so it's just like already this bad and it clearly oh, only gets worse as they go this is such a nice screenshot wow i know i was really trying to look at i mean i knew there was going to be a lot of like cool sort of environmental like establishing shots mm. in these episodes so i, I really went out of my yeah. way to make sure i was getting getting plenty of that and yeah so this is this is also really interesting because i feel like this screenshot in particular vastly differs from the almost like pseudo fisheye distorted perspective that we get in all the establishing shots. Like this one has very clear like vanishing points point. and intersecting lines, and you have that sense of um, like that sense of depth in this screenshot in particular versus others. Like even in the first episode, right? Like our, our sweeping over the city, is yeah, kind like of like, like a distorted fisheye as well. Yeah, like a like a uh, snow globe or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this one's, an, mm-hmm. this one, this one's an art piece. That's a good point. I think maybe because there's something about weather that is very physically grounding, one way or the other. Mm. Especially if like you have, if you're the type of person who has trouble connecting with their body, there's something yeah. that just really makes you register like, oh, this is what's my environment, and this is the state of my environment, and this is how I'm, this is how I'm mm-hmm. responding or reacting to it. You know, it's a very grounded episode. It's like just Arnold's stuck trying to like beat the heat. And there's no two ways about yeah. it. They can't. Yeah. Him and Gerald are just trying to figure it out, try different things. And but this is this is where we're at. So you really just feel like you're with these characters, vicariously struggling with them. I guess it's a it's an over the shoulder episode for yeah. sure versus like the disembodied spectator mm-hmm. that we've been in a couple others. Yeah. And you know, in terms of other creative ways to beat the heat. Uh, your favorite Beatle, John Lennon, being very wasteful with the the slushy machine. <laughs> what a different time when it was okay to put your head under the slushy machine. Can you machine. imagine, dude? That sounds so gross. Like, I'm not gonna lie though. As a kid, I probably would have tried it. It like, looked good. I mean, and he's he's smiling like an idiot the entire time, even after Sid shoves so him aside. Which is funny because, as we know from Walk Hard, John Lennon was too busy being dark and mysterious while yeah. Paul was trying to be impish so, and whimsical impish and whimsical <laughs> absolutely I'm sick of it Beatles stop arguing in India <laughs> here here in India <laughs> uh, 
That does remind me of something. Your song yeah. still be shit when I'm 64. <laughs> I've got a song about an octopus. Jam it up your ass. You're lucky we still let you play drums. Yeah, you're supposed to be the quiet one. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sorry, that's like bombs on. It's them. okay in our public Wee! school podcast. It's, it's okay. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of f bombs at my public school. Probably, you had a much more chaste Not upbringing. In we know, we know. We this. didn't even say God, unless we were praising Him. <laughs> Fair enough. But this did remind me of something that I remember for the first time. I really felt like, oh my God, this is a really hot day. Um, so you know, you remember Frontierland Park, right? Which was always yes. really. I'm like, like Disneyland. Why do why do we call it this? But anyway, we had like a field day at the end of the school year and i was maybe in like first or second grade but it was super hot okay it's definitely second grade you know why because it's, it was the year 2000 and i was wearing a bucket hat like an old navy oh, bucket hat yeah. with let's go eyelets around it and there was kind of like mesh on the eyelets but yep. yeah yeah i just remember going up to the uh big buckets where I, they were probably just keeping like this capri sun cool but it was so hot that a bunch of the ice had melted so it was just wet so I remember continually taking my bucket hat and filling it with water and just throwing it over my head <laughs> to let the water pour over me. So that's Michael. yeah, that's how eight-year-old Michael was trying to stay cool. I know. So the, the, the slushy thing always kind of reminds me of that for some reason. You're an innovator. <laughs> Thank you. Just just as just as Iggy, aka John Lennon, is. I just want him to be John Lennon the rest of the show. He I is say Iggy, aka, but he is John Lennon. It's, we'll just call him John Lennon. Like we can call him whatever Thank we want. Thank you. It's fine. Thank you. It's okay. So, <laughs> I had a question about what do you think yeah. this business is that Arnold and Gerald walk past? What do you think? What kind of business are they running at Fake a Bake? Huh. Wow. We really don't get anything from this. Like, I thought that was a. What, what's that off of the side of Arnold's head? It looks like a burger bun. Oh, it's uh, that's it's that's outside. That's outside. No, that's you. Gerald's head. It was just like I think there's certain oh, shots where they kind of like sweat. they're like oh that too, or they kind of cut corners a little bit. Yeah, that's like his his like his cheek. Yeah, probably. Kind of, oh, that's like, a good point. Country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, helpful. Uh, that's weird because the only thing we can see in the glass is like a, a fern plant of some sort. Yeah, no like idea. Baked in there. I know, right? Like some kind of mid 90s underground dispensary who knows my god count me in (laughs) who knows dude um yeah no clue fake and fake yeah just wondering just thought i'd ask just thought i'd ask so i have i have kind of a long-winded not really long-winded but it's like kind of a circuitous argument as to who the more who the better grandparent is in this so i think Hmm. grandpa grandpa i think loses it for me because the last interaction he has with Arnold is like, what? No ice. And he's like, my, and you like, like now there's high tech solutions for this. Arnold run down to the store, get us some ice. But it's so funny. Like one of my favorite quotes in this is the heat is so crazy. It's got grandma acting normal. (laughs) Yeah. The whole, and because she's so reduced, she's like, I'm a grandmother with a boarding house full of people and a grandson to keep cool. It's hotter than blazes. So, I, I would give it to grandma just because she was being very practical. She's like, man, I got, I got to pull this together. I don't know how I'm going to do it though. That's <laughs> the most, it's clear. It's the most vulnerable we ever see grandma in the whole show. I would mm, say that's fair. I don't know if she imparts anything onto Not, Arnold during that other than disbelief. Yeah. But I can agree. Her we're, intentions we're, talking we're there. Like side A, side B at a time. Absolutely. Yeah. But if we're going all inclusive, grandpa, grandpa has his day. Um, in, in snow oh, okay okay i wasn't sure as to like the yeah. proto if we're like averaging between the two episodes or taking mm-hmm. it one thing at a time but that was just my my initial argument for that <laughs> if you could only pick one movie would you watch the day the sun exploded invasion of the people melters or hotter than the sun bro it's people melters really down. okay yeah absolutely i mean granted everyone there was signed up for the three pete right because it was a triple feature the yeah the triple feature but yeah no People Melters sounds pretty badass. I, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. It was a gratuitous poster too. Mm-hmm. They didn't they didn't pull any punches on that. It's pretty gross. It is pretty gross. <laughs> I would probably I personally would probably go with uh because it's like mid nineties, so we're like peak like Roland Emmerich here, like the day the sun yeah. exploded definitely gives me that kind of vibe. 
Oh yeah, you're getting day after tomorrow. Totally. How <laughs> how, how, how what how far into the Scorcher franchise do you think we're at by 1996? <laughs> <laughs> 96. We're probably at Scorcher. What's the subtitle on four? Isn't it? Oh, don't don't we not get a subtitle until like Scorcher something global meltdown or something or whatever? Let's see. Were there subtitles for the hot weather that? ones? So Scorcher is a fictional film within a film in Tropic Thunder, just in case people are like, what the hell are these people talking about? All right. So from the Tropic Thunder wiki, <laughs> the, Scorch- okay. the, Scor- the Scorcher Hexology is a fictional franchise of six films titled Scorcher, starring Tug Speedman, in which his character is called on to make a difference. You're right. Scorcher 6 is the only one with a subtitle called mm-hmm. Global Meltdown. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, because it's like Scorcher 1, 2, and then three, the only four, person, and five. The, the only person who can make a difference is called on to make another difference or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, I, I do love their – I just do love their line reading of their their unison. Hotter than the sun. Like, that. Mm-hmm. yeah, you really get uh, – Lantoran is really, like, flexing his range, like – yeah. He sounds like he's dying and baking in, in the studio. Oh, yeah. Their studio, they definitely turned off the AC and, like, put heat lamps on Maybe. for sure. I know. It's method as hell. Yeah, it's like, yeah, they, they do that for, like, how they would, like, they tickled or, like, hung the, the kid who played Russell and up upside down cause to get realistic tickles out of him. Or they, like, chased, their, chased around the little girl who vo- voiced Boo and was just following her with the mic. And, like, okay, cool, put it in the movie. <laughs> that'll do, that'll work. I did did not know. <laughs> Abu was like one of their daughters, so it was totally fine. But <laughs> yeah, that'll work. The su- <laughs> the public pool scene is so gross, though. Like disgusting. Shoulder yeah. to shoulder. I just I think I one time I was with my cousins in L.A. and yeah, I was in. We went to like an outdoor public pool, and just mm. very similarly, I'm like, oh, I don't really want to go in this water. No, definitely like, not. Yeah, I even felt the that way. It's not even cold. What? I don't care. Let me in. Come on, let me in. <laughs> Whiny Arnold. Yeah. And then for some reason, the pool, both the pool and the boarding house, feature signs that say "No kids, pets okay," which I think is actually. I'm again, I'm reading so far, and I'm like picking up all these like what I think are subtle nods to the Peanuts franchise because there's that whole. Yeah. I think in Snoopy Come Home, right? There's that whole running joke of like "No dogs allowed." That's just my take. <laughs> yeah. Everything was working against them this day. That's, that's it was pretty lesson. bad. Like to, to, to the point, to, like Arnold's lowest point. Like Arnold's lowest point being like, "We're gonna die, Gerald," and that's all there is to it. We're just gonna keep sweating until there's nothing left. Until there's nothing. As you left. hear, as you hear it's their so dramatic. As you hear their Arnold. Yeah, as you hear their beads of sweat sizzling as they hit the floor. <laughs> but then. I don't know. I guess this is a good place for me to put in my two cents about like, hey, Arnold has a show up until now. Again, only six episodes, episode or season one, Mm -hmm. like really seems to be about establishing a pretty low point and then recovering from it. Right. Like like all of the episodes are are a recovery thing, because I've actually watched this episode with somebody and it was the episode I used to introduce someone to Hey Arnold that hadn't seen it. Oh, okay. How did that how did that play? How did it play? Their take was like, wow. (laughs) <laughs> the show's kind of a downer. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're right. Like, this show kind of is. Like, we got to turn this around. How are we going to, what are we going to do here? We try all these things. And, like, again, on the on the hate, hate Arnold train, the fact that, yeah, for me, I was like, oh, so these kids really had the gall to crack open a fire hydrant and be disappointed that the fire they were, the municipal water, the city's water that they were wasting so only two nine-year-old boys could cool off was then redirected to put out dude there's a freaking there, uh, there's a house on fire in this episode like a whole ass building like a mm-hmm. multiple tenant multiple floor tenement like that was yeah. that's pretty messed up <laughs> yeah arnold is very self-serving <laughs> absolutely thinks only about himself until then he realizes the mistakes he's made and true. backpedals you're a backpedaler, Arnold. That, he's, a, he's a flip-flopper. Like Eugene wearing flip-flops with socks on. <laughs> Geek. I'm actually um, starting a new category in the running gag tracker where I also just want to, like, inventory catchphrases because we got a couple here. Uh, first hmm. use of Gerald's, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. 
classic stuff, and then another. That's a good one. Yeah, I got another one in the second half, but we'll we'll get we'll get to that. So mm. I believe that just leaves us to the if I if I'm using this, if I'm well the climax slash denouement of this episode, mm. kids mm. v Jolly Ollie Man. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> I love Jolly Ollie, man. He's so snide. He's such a dick. and <laughs> He really is. I don't know if anybody else... Maybe I'm like aping this off uh, a point that someone already made, but are, I feel like... And we haven't even met this other kid yet, but like I really strongly believe that the Jolly Ollie man is Chocolate Boy's illegitimate father because they look exactly alike. <laughs> they do, yeah. They have the same face. Yeah. And and the same predilection with sweets. Probably a deadbeat, yeah. like not in his life at all or anything. Chocolate boy's kind no, of a mess. Absolutely. What was your uh, yeah. what, what was your go to ice cream truck order? Oh my god, it was anything with the bubblegum eyes, all the oh, fucked up like ice okay. cream faces, like Sonic the Hedgehog nice. or uh, any of those. For me, it was the uh, like the pre pre packaged. I forget the name of it. Uh, the pre packaged like cookies and cream cups, mm. or like Blue Rabbit, anything Blue Rabbit. I was pretty down with as well. Have you ever had rum raisin ice cream? And if so, do you think no. it's worth ten or fifteen dollars <laughs> or whatever no. it was? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. If I think critically, rum raisin doesn't sound like a bad flavor. It just sounds like you know, in the same way that people will roast grape nuts as a cereal and say, like, oh, why would you like grape nuts when you could have cinnamon toast crunch? It feels like it's that kind of comparison. Yeah. Where it's just the the not kid appealing i was gonna say as as to an adult palate like where we have places like humphrey slocum or whatever here in here in the bay area where like we like these kind of like highfalutin like fancier schmancier flavors i think that that would probably be good you know yeah it sounds it sounds high-end doesn't it i would eat it but not for 10 bucks also the jolly old man's voice is so great yeah i love how he sounds so like evil and everything he says is kind of under his breath 18 18 dollars <laughs> again dan castellaneta doing the lord's work as yeah in the dual yeah. roles of grandpa and the jolly ollie man as so, <laughs> so far <good. laughs> what did how much money did eugene have again seven seven seventy cents seven <laughs> <laughs> nothing <laughs> I'll take a snow cone. Like that's that's so much. Twenty dollars. That that would melt so fast too. So, but again, like seventy cent. Even if he was charging like regular price, at best from an ice cream truck, Eugene might be might have been able to secure like a fun dip. So not even ice cream, but like candy. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been to an ice cream truck. Yeah. Well, I remember. I, at, I remember. Would have been back then. I remember at Gel. Well, it was so funny. Like I remember when uh, when Tumblr was still very much in vogue. There was mm. <clears throat> all these people posting like from from our area, being like, "Oh, if you grew up going to Gellert Park, you know exactly who this van is." And it was just just this like beat up ice cream van that was proprietor. The proprietor was this, I think, miss his name was Mister Lee, this old Asian man, mm. and like everybody was well aware. He was like an institution, like the Bushman or something, it's to the point where like the mm. community of our of our age range they all knew that he like when he died and people were like throwing up the you know the mornings and the thoughts and prayers for him the way it all escalates and who starts the escalating by the way arnold instigates the riot against the jolly ollie man with the immortal cry no ice cream no peace and Mm -hmm. which was probably kind of brought about by like you know nice continuity here like this is probably this is probably all grandma's influence (laughs) Her her revolutionary radical That's tendencies, fair. you know. That's fair. So I do have to say, Arnold. I mean, I, I'll I'll give him credit. Is how I'll say it. He assesses the situation, right? Realizes that tensions are high, and goes in to have like this even keel, like pseudo eye to eye conversation with the Jolly Ollie man, and it's going really well until like pretty unprompted, I would argue. He just goes directly to or face the consequences and then starts the chant. He did escalate. He did escalate. That's for sure. Like it, it is a hundred percent Arnold's fault that <laughs> their one opportunity for a diplomatic solution led to complete anarchy. Um, a so little ice cream. Here. Yeah. No. He hype. Like he heightens himself. He goes in and and starts drinking his own Kool Aid right in front of the the Jolly Ollie man. And then of course Helga kind of. Is probably you know she's like oh my my bro my beloved yeah. is so brave she gets so like charged 
shall we say. Would you say that she got hot from it? She was definitely <laughs> hot. Hot and hot. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also have to say, mm-hmm. um, when they were doing the chant right before Helga joined in, her first attempt at it, she did the little tempo play, which was really impressive. Yeah, like can, she, can you she joined it, in like, on the offbeat. That's true. It was a little bit like off. It was kind of a polyrhythm situation, which was, yeah, like good for it you, was, Helga. You know? It was great. That's the kind of thing you want to hear in a really musically driven lyrical masterpiece. Good point. Such as Heat by Hey Arnold. Well done, Helga. And then, but then Helga, Helga escalates it further by like going from, we go from no ice cream, no peace to flip the truck mm-hmm. or let's turn over the truck, you know? And, I'm one, and again, I'm looking at all these like film parallels and stuff, or like being like, oh, I wonder how much of this was like inspired by this. So I haven't seen this film, but I understand. I I know the basic premise. I feel like this is Hey Arnold's version of Do the Right Thing, because I know Do the Right mm. Thing takes place on like the hottest day of the year in Brooklyn, and just like all the racial tensions in Bed Stuy like boiling over and stuff. This is like the kid friendly version of that. It's like my theory about how Holes is just Shawshank Redemption for kids. Yeah, and I, I I will absolutely die on that hill, believing that like that's exactly what that book and movie is that's designed for. That's a very <laughs> very fair take. Impressive work there, Michael. Like, so, you know, yeah, escapism, hope, a yeah. uh, an interracial bromance. Yeah, it's like, and we got that oh in Hey Arnold too. Have you, have you seen I'm the complete? Have you seen I'm the completely yeah. bought in? Have you seen the Family yeah. Guy episode where it was uh is just broken up into three segments and each segment is a diff- like Stephen King parody? Oh they my do God, like I probably have Stand but... by Me, Misery, and Shawshank Redemption. But yeah, for Shawshank Redemption, it's it's uh, it's Peter and Cleveland as a uh, Andy in red, and Peter's <laughs> and Peter's like, and you know what the best part is? Since I'm since you're black and I'm white, that makes it more special for the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, so yeah, this whole the, my my favorite element of this sequence is the Eugene of it all. Like yeah, let's turn it over. He's so he's so zen as he's rubbing his hands he's together, <laughs> getting ready to, f- to help. immediately. But he's also flipping from the wrong side, isn't he? Well, like everyone else is on the side opposite the sidewalk. Well, no, I think the problem is, the, I think this whole thing was flawed because they were all, uh, they were all pushing from like all sides of the truck. So all they were doing was okay. just jostling. It's just these nine-year-old yeah. kids like not understanding physics, you know? Fools. Yeah. But him immediately <laughs> throwing out his back. It's just, he's not even that, like, it's like you get the sense that this isn't the first time he's thrown out his back either. He's not, like, yowling no. or anything. He's just like, is there a doctor in the house? And No, he knows exactly what injury that he just reawoken himself. <laughs> probably, probably, yeah. Probably my favorite line of the episode. Like, I really... Really need a doctor in in response to like right, yeah. yeah Arnold's like trying to Arnold's trying to de-escalate the kids being like guys yeah. like Jolly Ollie Man always comes through for us and because like dude Eugene doesn't he always have your favorite rainbow turbo pops <laughs> I really really need a doctor <laughs> my God yeah this is Arnold is so fickle man like gerald's the one to point out like you have to do something and arnold tries to weasel his way out of it little asshole that he is <laughs> it's like what well, i have to do something yeah you started it clown oh the th- okay no my bad so the thing is that the jolly ollie man saved eugene when he was choking on the rainbow turbo pops so i'm wondering if uh, it's if, if it, maybe it happened again did the rob did the turbo pop chunk shoot out of eugene's mouth ricochet off perhaps the nearest side stop sign parking sign just hit him you know did he lose another eye for a couple days there <laughs> there were an eye patch on the other eye perhaps you know chocolate bubble chocolate covered bubblegum drumsticks sound super gross i don't think there's any like real world equivalent to that Cho- chocolate bubblegum like chocolate covered bubblegum yeah i don't i don't think that's a thing i don't think it should be a thing even if it is yeah. Because, I mean, th- this is one of those classic situations where the sum of its parts is not, like, a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, all really good, <laughs> unique pieces, but mm-hmm. no, not together. For sure. And I wonder what is... Yeah, this episode just kind of ends with rain. Yeah. <laughs> again, much like the end of Holes. Like, it rains yeah. and everyone's all happy again, but, like, that rain probably felt disgusting as all shit. Like, oh, yeah, East like Coast, gross, like, East Coast humid rain. Florida rain. Yeah, Florida rain, dude. Yeah, when I got rained on two out of three days I was at Disney World, it was just... 
it was very interesting. No gracias. Did not like it. You better, I demand that you supply me with some ice cream before I knock your teeth out. That was a pretty good. I, I like that. That was in terms Clever. of like Helga slams. That's, that's a pretty good one. That's a really good one. Clever. She took the moment, she seized it, and delivered. Hell yeah, Helga. And things are truly back to normal because Grandma's just sauntering down the sidewalk wearing scuba gear. Very endearing stuff. She had flippers on too, right? She did have flippers on, yes. <laughs> loony Grandma. That truly, she does live up to the insult. Like, she's loony in kind of like the most endearing possible way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Harold yes. was not off base. No. So yeah, that wraps this one up. That wraps up this one for sure. Yeah, this one ends really abruptly. <laughs> it true, it, it kind of does. It's okay. It's like, it, yeah. it was okay, Arnold. It was the heat. Like, which is, I'm trying to think, like, when I'm. It's fair. Yeah, for sure. It's, like, when it's, it's hot, I just get, I get hungry really easily, so that doesn't help. Like, when I run hot, I guess I just burn through calories faster or something. Hmm. And. Yeah, in cold weather, I just want to, like, chill out or just, like, have, you know, I want to do anything but work, which is kind of, you know, I think I really relate to Arnold in the next one. So let's just transition to the mm. ne- next half, shall we? Um, mm. Yeah, part uh, episode six, part B, Snow, written by Craig Bartlett and Rachel Lippman, directed by Burt Ring and Steve Saki. It's cool. They had a really small, like, creative team on this show. So, mm-hmm. which is, I guess, probably speaks to why it just feels, so, even with the changing seasons and the different storylines, different characters that get fo- gets focused on, it still feels pretty consistent, I think, as we go. Even if they yeah. go into wild directions, like, there's still this core... Yeah, I think they, like, certain tenets of the show, yeah, the, yeah, like, coping with disappointment or coping with, like, mm-hmm. adversity in some, some shape or form. So yeah. with this one, a snowstorm comes to the city. Arnold's grandpa tries to teach him work ethic while his friends play without him. So this is an interesting one because you see, for the first time, it really focuses on Grandpa being a little more integral to the plot rather than just Mm. giving some kind of like half-baked advice that doesn't really go anywhere. It's He's kind of the antagonist for this one, which is interesting a little bit just Mm. because he just wants to get all the chores done, but Arnold just wants to go out and play. So I think that's like an interesting way to sort of set up like Arnold's, Arnold's kind of hill to get over for this. Even though there's almost this antagonist slant because Arnold's a kid and, like, yeah, shouldn't have the time to play, um, that almost reinforces Grandpa being a good parental figure, like, setting Arnold up for, like, being prepared for an unforeseen overnight blizzard without having the pipes burst and, like, no, he he established some good things here. Okay. It was a little harsh, yeah, but he established some good but things. But it's, it's hard as hell because considering that he's... 80 yeah 80 i think um up yeah, until a certain point he's a, and he's like the freaking landlord of this boarding house full of strangers so he's he's got a lot on his plate you know they're not yeah he's definitely not you know retired or anything by yeah. any means and i think Pook, no grandpa's the grandpa's the misunderstood hero of this episode that's it that is through. true okay. and it's arnold being selfish <laughs> just wanted to <laughs> low make snow <laughs> angels go sledding build an igloo <laughs> First snow of the season. <laughs> M was it M J Z Z Z is the name of the radio station? Yeah. Mm Jazz. Mm So uh real quick in terms of my little Google Google dives. Um Yes. Uh we I never noticed that Grandpa continually calls refers to Arnold as Nanook in here. And I'm like, what's that? Mm-hmm. So Yeah. I looked it up. So in the Inuit religion, Nanook literally means polar bear was the master of bears meaning he decided if hung if hunters deserve success in finding and hunting bears and punished violations of hunting taboo um and it's all i, I think is also a reference and i guess it's probably also most definitely a reference to reference to nanook of the north a 1922 american silent film which combines elements of documentary and docudrama the film follows the struggles of the inuk man named nanook and his family in the canadian canadian arctic it was the first feature-length documentary to achieve commercial success, proving the financial viability of the genre and inspiring many films to come. And in 1989, it was among the first 25 films selected by the Library of Congress for preservation and the United States National Film Registry for being culturally, historically, and as- or aesthetically significant. Which huh. tracks, because that's like, if that movie came out in 1922, then Grandpa was probably like 10 years old when he saw that, mm. if he saw that movie, so... 
Yeah. It's like nice, like Wild. super. Yeah, for real. I was like, oh shoot, I never realized that. <laughs> you said the Inuit religion, and that's. I, I guess I always associated Inuit as more like a group of group of people. people. Well, maybe it's similar. <laughs> like maybe it's similar to like there's Jewish people and the Jewish people yeah. and the Jewish faith. So maybe it's a similar yeah. thing to that. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Mm -hmm. hmm. I just. This episode, and again, we never really grew, you know, we didn't grow up in a snowy area, so we never no. got, we never had the uh, luxury of having a snow day or anything, mm -hmm. but this just made it look so cool, like, just, I just love the visual of seeing sections of buildings that were, like, where, just, I like seeing where snow piles on, mm -hmm. it's, that's always just something that I always, I mean, it, I love seeing it in animation and in, in real life too. Like if I'm in Tahoe yeah. or something like that. You you started doing the like the list that Arnold was making for the things he was excited of, and of course we get that juxtaposed with like Grandpa's list of to dos. Mm -hmm. And throughout the episode as well, like depending on whose POV we're sharing, like the music uh, uses different instrumentation. Yeah. Uh, to deliver the same tone, and I think it was really really cool because like Arnold's is definitely like the. Almost like the Christmassy like bells. And yeah, chimes. the the sleigh bells, have, tonal bells yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you have grandpa's is a little bit more like industrial's not the word, but it's it's more of like the brass and strings versus the the bells and winds. Yeah, absolutely. Which yeah. it's like more fuller, it's like more mature or whatever. It's that more like mm -hmm. this. It's the it's the double sided coin of snow of like having to deal with a snowy day or whatever of course so i think it's absolutely. like it's got that more experience to it and arnold yeah being very much just a kid and you know the way he it's super adorable the way that he just like smiles when he peeps out peeks out of his skylight and it's just like it's like that i think it because oh, yeah. it reminds me of the charlie brown grin, yeah the yeah. closed mouth smile mm -hmm. like very charlie brown-esque you know and it's just mm -hmm. he's very optimistic and hopeful and Grandpa's is like, oh, damn it. Okay, crap. Now what do we have to do? Like, Yeah. And whatever instrument that kind of like has that almost like open and close, almost like a duck quacking sound, they're like, wah, 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 wah. It's, I think it's probably a synth of some sort. Yeah, I, I love that. Be, yeah. I love that. That's probably my favorite version of like the motif across these two episodes, which is mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, because that, that whoever, I'm assuming that was a Jim Lang choice to just be like, I'm just going to like riff on this between these two episodes. That was so inspired. Because it really does, mm. even if these are these episodes presumably take place like months apart, like it really is just that same that connective tissue that really just helps mm -hmm. helps tie it all together. Yeah. So that's probably why it's one of my favorite episodes. It'll sound weird, but it sounds like footsteps to me. Like, like you hear it and it just kind of sounds like it's paired with like either trudging through the heat, trudging through the snow, like yeah. trudging through something. Trudging through the snow, like, you say? Yeah. Trudging, trudging through the snow, <laughs> like yes. like Harvey the mailman. <laughs> Perhaps a little bit, just like Harvey the Man. A little bit. This is and then it's the, like that the beat comes out of nowhere. It, it yeah, and it's just like it's faint. Like I'm I'm so confused. I'm so okay. Okay, so I'm I've always wondered. Okay, so this is the immortal scene, and in terms of like, I'm already gonna post this on Twitter. This screen cap of that sequence and just call it. What is it? What is it? What do people say? It's like images you can hear. Cause like, mm -hmm. yeah. you just have to see it. Oh, so Harvey's got a whole sack of mail slung over his shoulder and just this little like break beat going on. Should we just, I think we don't really have too much of a delay. So I think we can actually pull it off. Do you think so? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> do you want to, do you want to, do you want to sing or do you want to beatbox? That's the real, that's the question here. I have to, that's why I Go ahead. I think we should do one take of both okay. and then take whichever is better and then publish the other as a, as a oh, these guys suck. Okay, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> All right. So I kind of I don't think I've heard I don't think I've heard you beatbox in a very long time. So why don't you beatbox first and then I'll Let me okay. give me one second to remind myself of the Yeah, like it was like the Yeah, just kind of your standard like James Brown inspired breakbeat. But like moderately tempo. <laughs> okay, let's just okay, let's just roll with it. Let's, let's just, just try, it. just try it. Yep. I hate the snow. I hate the snow. I hate the rain and I hate the snow. Man, I sure do hate the snow. Feet are frozen, my toes are too. I hate, I hate. Whoa! I hate the snow. 
I, no. Well, that okay. Yours was actually way more screen accurate because he was like off the beat, which makes it even funnier. Like, so I can't tell. Like, is he listening to like? Is he listening to music or is this just the like a diegetic or whatever the, the term is? Like, if it is it it's source probably music? the delay speaking, yeah. but it worked yeah. out for us. Yeah, no, no, no. I think that was pretty good actually. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But it's just so funny to me. And yeah, the fact that's that great. they got a really fa- like that's Lou Rawls. He was like a really famous singer of his mm. of his time well we yeah, he, yeah. we get him a little more he mentors gerald later that get lost in the snow i know i felt they, they just get there's just a trail <laughs> of letters that he as he falls into the snow bank that's it looks terrifying though too like it's a really deeply packed like a very snowy oh, day falling falling through snow is an actual nightmare <laughs> <laughs> okay you're probably speaking from experience for sure it's the worst it's the worst no good and then we uh yeah we meet uh Hell, Her- Holy shit, the bus. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, I was going to to set it up, to set it up. Harold and his gang of like shitheads, John so John Lennon and John Lennon and, included and Joey and so much for peace, John Lennon. Yeah, we get Harold's Oh my god, that's true. Um Harold's mom snaps at them. Like, "Better I'll be throwing snowballs at cars." But it's like that's the only time we see Harold's mom like that. Like they definitely reboot her character cuz she's very like just sweet, nurturing. His parents are very chill people, which mm-hmm. makes it makes even less sense as to how, like, why Harold is the way that he is. But we're yeah. not. And he has the little, he has this little, he's wearing like a card, a monogrammed cardigan. It's just a little H on his on the side of his chest, which I thought was really adorable. But yeah, the I think uh, maybe we should say this together because it is one of the funniest lines. And I think my friend, my buddy Travis, who was the first person that we showed this show, I showed this show to. He said that this was his favorite lines. I just want to do him justice because he and I worked at Barnes and Noble together, and he's really into like VO as well. So like, mm. I'd be remiss if we didn't include this. So Harold and his friends they see the oncoming bus, the one bus that we see every single damn epi- time. There's a there's a city bus, the same red nosed bus driver, direct mm. hit on the windshield, and the bus driver utters the immortal line on the count of three. One, two, three. Ah! Ah! I can't see. <laughs> We're trying to get. We need. We need it. We need it to get the spray. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. I unplug my headphones. Sorry. You're gonna Sorry. be versus. It's having yeah. too much fun. Wait. We need to do what? I don't know how much you're gonna commit to the what's it called. So at the same time, seems difficult. Okay. <laughs> but. <laughs> okay. Well, we can just. Take turns yeah. again. Are you, are you going to do like two screams and then I can't see and then we're all going to no, die? I think it's or... just one. I think it's just the one. Okay, because you did just, two. And going, I was like, it's, uh, uh, I can't. Okay. No, no, I was laughing because it was okay. I, I was breaking. So it's, it's, uh, I can't see. We're all going to die. So it's okay. fine. Okay, ready? We'll try it yeah. again. Yeah. On the count of three. One, two, three. Ah! Ah! I, I can't, can't see. see. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. <laughs> Then this, and then dead silence because it's animals and the, grandma. No, the only it's it's just grandma and her sled, the like the boarding house animals who she enlisted as her like sled dogs and dude like our, Abner has his hands folded his or his hoofs yeah. folded because he's such a just a good boy and they're just so chill yeah. about it and <laughs> grandma's chilling. She just shoots out with her sled and yeah, this is probably again one of my favorite grandma one-liners that must rescue the missionaries on team on team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. We don't see the bus driver again, so maybe he got knocked out. I don't know about that, or or got got recasted again, like gone the way of Mr. Yeah. Green, as we previously yeah. theorized. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let's keep track of per like perceived character deaths and not just Eugene's. That's okay. That's true. That's true. Like it's like it's like killing Kenny in South Park. You know, it's the same oh same God. same principle. <laughs> We're all gonna die. We're all gonna die. <laughs> okay. So, so, so I have another question for you. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't think about this until now. So the nice thing about this episode is it's not just, again, it's not just Arnold and Arnold and his quest to finally have just have room to play uh, in his relationship with Grandpa. We also just get time seeing what other characters are up to throughout the day. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of, are you a Simpsons? Are you a Simpsons guy at all? I know like Theo's I, really yeah. into it. 
as well? I have as me? not okay. seen most of the episodes. So it reminds me of this episode of The Simpsons where you just, again, you just keep cutting back and forth between all these characters and they're all going about their day and they're all mm. kind of interconnected. It also reminds me a little bit of like Dazed and Confused. You're just kind of hanging out with, with mm. the characters as they do whatever it is that they're going to do. So the scene, the sequence where they're getting ready... So basically everything that Arnold says he wants to do, we see like all the other characters doing it at one point or another, you know? Um, So the sledding sequence where Eugene's got this like sick ass snowmobile sled looking situation. He really does. Did he? Okay. Did he also, was that a flag day gift? That's what I want. Was that also a flag day gift? It has to be. I think that's our canon. Probably. (laughs) It's a flag day one. For sure. Is it his dream sled? I mean, was it red? It definitely... It was cool as heck, though. Like, it had a steering wheel, like, you know, so... Yeah, Eugene's the rich kid that gets things. That's true. (laughs) For Flag Day. And this is the first... And this is to introduce another catchphrase, like, snow falls on him and his very meek, Mm -hmm. timid, I'm okay. He also is like, wee! Wee! The whole way down to... Eugene is just so funny. Yeah. so many Again, I think I really do want to rank, like, Put do a tier list for the characters, but Eugene is very far up there for me. I can't definitively say, but yeah, he because I think we just we see so much of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's a great addition to the cast. Also, damn, Helga was making Arnold out in the middle of the street, no care. <laughs> her snowman, and even her yeah, was like it was pretty good. It was yeah. pretty good likeness. And again, having to start fresh because because she lost her shrine, as we as we all know. So then as we move through, one more one more quick little uh, educational aside. Do you know what a turkey shoot means? Because I didn't know until I looked it up like two days ago. I mean, I have to assume it's like a like an old-timey hunty thing, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so a turkey shoot is an opportunity for an individual or a party to take advantage of a situation with a significant degree of ease. The term likely originates from a method of hunting wild turkeys, there you go, in which the hunter coming upon a flock intentional, intentionally scatters them. Once the flock is scattered, the hunter sets up and waits as the scattered flock will return to that point individually, making them easy targets. That's pretty messed up. I think like that's oh, like shit. it's a military strategy as well too. What so. context was it used in again? Turkey hunting. In this in this episode. Oh, gra- grandpa is like life's not just some turkey shoot. That's the problem with society today. No work ethic, and then ethic. seeing like the cycle of the cycle of I don't know generational trauma because like grandpa definitely grew up in like the depression kind of thing and like yeah you know he sees that's what gets him to sort of like turn things around when he hears arnold snap at gerald Mm -hmm. in this very same vein because arnold's been like working his little nine-year-old fingers to the bone for like yeah upwards of six hours by this point you know oh yeah morning to midday for sure absolutely well sorry real quick aside my favorite is super i didn't realize I didn't catch this until now, but I think maybe my favorite, my other favorite line of this episode was when the, the water heater, and it sounds like the boarding house is about to explode by the way, yeah. so on the sound, yeah. and like, it's just, <laughs> everyone's sticking their head out and complaining, and Grandpa's like, this is nothing, like, you guys were, what about, if you guys were here in the blizzard of 49, that'd be some real cold. And then Mr. Wynn, Mr. yeah, again, just giving the man his flowers. First Mr. Wynn line, like, that's Hell just yeah. Mr. Wynn and not in the cacophony of the borders. I don't care. I was in Vietnam in 1949. Plus, I wasn't born yet. <laughs> Fix my pipes or no rent. <laughs> sick burn, Mr. Wynn. That was a very sick burn, Mr. Wynn. <laughs> but- oh, my God. I don't care. So then, oh yeah, and then I, I think it was always interesting, the, the grandpa flashback. I couldn't tell, like, yeah, someone else told him that's the problem with our society. And, like, I was never sure as to, like, was that his father or is that the old man who throws the baseball, the snowball at him to snap him out of it, too, like, who's very much, like, the proto-grandpa as well. So mm. it's like, was that his own grandpa who was, like, weird and quirky and just all about the fun too but either way he like you know he turns he turns yeah. things around and recovers I just kind of i he's like arnold's I arnold's done enough it is grandpa yeah yeah 
I thought I I thought it was his grandpa. The voices sound similar. Yeah. As much as that means, because but... it at first like in his head it's like that's the problem with our society, and then later it's like let the game begin. Yeah. Ice ring. That that's yeah. I mean that's pretty sick that he it's even badass. did that. It's I mean badass. pretty. It's yeah. it's his like Avengers assemble <laughs> moment basically. Yeah. He's like. Yeah, that's a really cool visual too. Just like the flood of the hose, getting like that lat or flo- I think rushing Beautiful. toward rushing towards the bus. Yeah, really cool. <clears throat> yeah, and then you get the like window wiper sound when it's like completely set. Oh yeah, yeah. When he like tests yeah. it out to make sure it's all good. Yeah, and then everyone like and it's fun. The rest of the episode. Yeah, the whole neighborhood gathers for a for a hockey game, an impromptu hockey game. Some characters bring it. Rhonda brought it. So I double check. Rhonda brought a broom. John Lennon brought a shovel. Yeah. Ernie just has a mallet, so ultimately yeah. making him the worst goalie choice possible. Even Eugene was slightly better in bringing a racket. Yeah. And then absolutely. we get like badass Toronto Maple Leafs grandma with a Viking helmet. <laughs> <laughs> she was ready to murder. She, she was like she was. She was there from the start. She she was like ready to like she was the goon uh, for sure. I would say or like or maybe Helga 100%. was more the goon or the enforcer or whatever the hockey term is, but. I would, it was it was mm-hmm. them in the face off, right? Helga and Grandma. I, th- yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I was like, that's yeah. good. I like that, especially yeah. when later we get the parallel. We learn about a little more about Grandma and and uh, Grandpa's history as kids, and it's like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you also get Oscar with like an Olympic level lift. Oh yeah, for sure. He's like hell yeah. He's not. not he was like Eastern European. Man of many talents, Oscar. Mm. gambling clipping toenails <laughs> hawking arnold's stereo for as collateral in his poker games being a deadbeat in general <laughs> oscar i i just really want to see now that we're really paying attention to these i just really so yeah. i think i've told you before about my favorite cosplay group cosplay i've ever seen is like the people who were all keanu reeves characters i just want to see a bunch of a bunch of people and they're all the different versions of grandma because you have so much like so much potential there like there's like a grand it's like barbie dolls there's a grandma for like every conceivable occasion and arnold uh he made the hero's goal right in front of ruth mcdougall he did he really did like but full full teeth grinning arnold is it's funny, but it's kind of a scarier image if you really think oh, too much absolutely. about it. But it's only when he really Arnold's... smiles because when he talks, it's like the mouth is like just relegated to like the center of his head still. Yeah, Arnold's mouth was too big this episode. It would, like doesn't consistently... he smile just like that in old building when he finds Dino's sheet music? It's the same smile, but it's like visibly wider. Sure, on the closed mouth smile for sure. Okay, that's true. And <laughs> yeah, and the toothy ones are always aggressive, but very yeah, his. Yeah, big ass mouth. A little bit. <laughs> he ran. He ran yeah. his big ass mouth in the last episode, the previous episode, for sure. Yeah, that he did. Got his come up in. By having to do chores all day. That's a, a little bit. I think you know. He could have that. Uh, like Grandpa was probably like, "Hey, remember? Hey, 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 short man! Remember that time ten six months ago when you couldn't even bring home a bag of ice?" That's exactly it. Probably Grandpa that. That's our, our new. That's our new head cannon. Grandpa was just. That's the cannon, Yeah. Salty about the, the ice. Yeah. Like, that's how. I mean, yeah. That's so frustrating to me that I remember. Yeah, like holding, like a Ziploc bag of ice. Like that's what I always think of when I would like, if I like bru- yeah. if I like hurt myself as a kid, my mom would just put ice in a Ziploc bag. It would melt so quickly. I just always thought of that of the visual of Arnold just carrying, and he's totally content as the bag is, getting. It's just it's entirely water. Like yeah, thirty seconds after he leaves the the convenience store. <laughs> all right. So, any final thoughts on either of these two episodes? I think we kind of hit all the necessary marks. Mm-mm. We got everything we needed to we, out of these. We two. absolutely oh, yeah. did. Top tons of great, great, great mileage. Love it. All to the point where I completely forgot to plug all of our socials. So you can stream this show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. You can also find us at Twitter and Instagram at PC118Pod. Definitely having fun trying to come up with, like, pithy tweet formats and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm actually <laughs> being very consistent with that, which is nice. So that will do it for today's episode. Uh, the next time you hear us, we are, again, we're getting into 
very interesting ter- territory here in the in the season. So uh, the next episode we will be covering, uh, and you can watch the show on Hulu, Paramount Plus, or on DVD, like I do sometimes. Uh, the next episode we'll be covering is episode seven, Operation Ruthless slash The Vacant Lot. General takeaways for this one, general general yes. lesson, I would say sometimes it's not you, it's the heat, and mm. you gotta balance your you gotta balance your work ethic with your play ethic. You do, and also, as is always the case here in in our classroom at Podcast One Eighteen, never eat raspberries. 